Welcome back to Are You a Fan, where we explore individual characters from your favorite sci-fi, action, and fantasy genres. A big thank you to Moonbound Productions for supporting today's episode. If you would like to express your support, please like and share the show. Here's your hosts, Dick Rail and Joker. Joker, question for you in the audience. If you could pick one animal to gain your superpowers from, which animal would it be and why? I'd probably go with a bird or anything that can fly, just, um... Because that would make it so much easier to travel. You don't have to follow sidewalks, streets. You can just straight up beeline it, go over things, go straight to your destination. I mean, that totally makes sense, especially with our laziness. Like, the only problem is I feel like we'd either have to lose weight or we're going to be flexing, like, at the gym. Like, oh, I'm going to be flexing. Like, I haven't seen my toes, but I can curl 350. <laughs> um, but I think if I had to pick a power, I'd probably go with a wolf for its acute senses and shut up, Joker. I know uh-huh. I know what you're thinking. Acute senses, uh-huh. That's because you're Native American. It's entirely <laughs> probably because I'm Native American. And then I'd probably, or I'd go with a lizard for the regenerative power. Because I want to die, but I fear it. <laughs> okay, uh, that leads us into our character this week, though. We are dealing with Killer Croc. Our very first supervillain of the show. Holy cow, he is. Yeah, no, our first villain. Here we go. Um, Let's go into his real world. Honestly, Killer Croc does not have a lot on him in that. This is all we could really find. And uh, feel free to tell us if we're wrong or if we need to add something. Uh, Let's get started. Real world. Uh, He was created by writer Gary Conway and artist Gene Collin. That's the cleanest I've ever said anybody's names on this show. Yes, it really is. Except for Stan Lee, but that doesn't count. <laughs> Fair. His first appearance was a cameo appearance, actually, in Detective Comics num- issue number uh, 523 in February 1983. So he's an old, pretty old character. And he was uh, he made an appearance in Batman number 357, March 1983. And with his full first appearance in Detective Comics in issue number 524 in March 1983. So pretty consecutively, like, they put him in a comic and they were like, you know what, let's give him a few more. Which, you know, for a character that's not as well known, I I think that's kind of cool. It was also kind of impressive that his first non-cameo appearance happened so quickly after being kind of shown... Yeah. Usually it takes a minute unless it's going to be a big time hero for them to be like, oh, hey, here's your your comic by yourself. Yeah, I've seen I have seen a lot of characters that kind of have that whole like they are always a side character or cameo. And it takes so long for them to actually give them their own comic or their own like I mean, we had actually just did one on static and that was his whole thing. Yeah, like, he, it took forever for him to get his own stuff. True, that one, it took him a long time, and yeah, Killer Croc, especially because Stag Shock seems like he he could have held the main stable immediately. Killer Croc has never really held a main stable. Like He's never been a big enough character to have one. Which is kind of why I'm surprised Like yeah. he, he got, like, he became a main villain so quickly. Which, you know, impressive. Also, I, he's kind of a cool character. Like, when you think about it. So, uh, let's kind of go into his in-comic stuff. Everything yeah, because that was... I don't know, he just kind of suddenly turned and looked. I'm like, yes. <laughs> but I didn't want to actually say anything and interrupt that that state you were in. Okay, fair, fair. Because <laughs> he just looked over at me and I'm like, 
What? I saw a lot of looking back and forth. And I'm like, am I am I messing up? Am I am yes, I saying? Yes, you are. Am I a swearing lot. and don't know it? <laughs> Wouldn't be the first time. True. <laughs> okay, uh, let's get let's get into this. Let's get into his in world stuff. Okay, so uh, in world real name is uh, Waylon Jones and. I didn't write it down, but I feel as though it's appropriate to bring up and something that should be known. He is actually an African-American character, which is something I didn't know before I saw Suicide Squad. And I'm like, why is Killer Croc acting like baller gangster? Like, dude, this guy looks like he's about to pop, like pop off on somebody. And he's watching rap videos. And then they're like, he's black. I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Just Cool. So, yeah, no, just something because, yeah, he's always a giant green reptilian monster. You don't really think, like, what ethnicity is this dude who's ripping my arms off right, right. now? As they definitely depend which interpretation of him. He is much more reptilian than others. True. The I'd say the least reptilian version of him had to be the um, 1990s uh, Batman animated series. Yeah. That had him be the least reptilian. Other than that, most comics tend to really emphasize that reptilian part. So then as Suicide Squad could kind of go up there with the animated series because he doesn't have like the tail or anything. True. He's slightly less than some of his other counterparts. Which in most count, most uh, versions of himself, he does not have the tail. Yeah. Then, then you get some of those comics. They're like, Nope, we're giving him a tail because we're going to emphasize it. He's not really human per se, which in a lot of those, I think uh, at least, I could be wrong because I've not read a lot of the Killer Croc comics. I've mostly seen him in the animated versions. In one of the animated versions, it was heavily implied that that was actually an add-on by a geneticist who was creating the man-bats. Yeah, I remember seeing it because actually I think that was in one of those Uh, early cartoons. Yeah, I believe it was the son of the bat. Possibly. But um, in a lot of versions, he is... uh, because actually, he, the, what he has is, uh, which actually we might get into here in a bit, so uh, let's move on with a little bit more about him. Um, his mother died during childbirth, actually. And that uh, kind of led to him being raised by an alcoholic, abusive aunt who hated him <laughs> and was just awful. Yeah, and we get a little bit more into that one a little bit later, too, because it kind of leads into some more of him. Yep, so we'll move on that. Uh, he was born in a... He, oh, yeah, here it is. He was born with a rare condition called... I don't... I no, no idea how to pronounce this. I saw the pronunciation, and I still couldn't pronounce it. Atav, atavism. Atavism? Atavism that causes mm. reptile traits to, and uh, causing him to grow scales on his body. This is actually a legitimate condition that somebody in the real world can have or an animal can have. It's where a prehist, uh, like, I don't want to say prehistoric, but a... It was an ancestral gene. Not even ancestral. Like, well, that's the way they worded it on the, the wiki when they talked about it. Oh, you saw, it, you read that thing too? Yeah, yeah, it's where I got the name from. Okay. And I figured I'd add it in there since it's an actual thing. and Because I guess it's a re- regressive form of atavism or however the hell you pronounce that. Yeah, it's basically a trait that has been genetically gotten rid of like scales or fur over the body seems to resurface for some reason. And I we didn't go fully into it. If you want to know more about that, I suggest looking up an actual science podcast where they will probably go into detail. 
but for they know a whole lot more about it than we do. Yeah, as far as I know, it makes it just turns a human into a reptile. That's 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 where I'm at logically. Uh, so yeah, no, that had to be a rough life growing up with scales. Kids are already cruel, so you could only imagine. Cruel enough that he actually would end up going to juvie because he attacked one of his bullies. Uh, yeah, which you know, I mean, I don't blame him. I mean, we've all been there. We've snapped at one of the people making fun of us. Or... We we completely all have. I've done it. I know that for a fact. Yep, I have. I've just never ended up in juvie for it, but I'm pretty sure he bit the kid. Like he seriously hurt and maimed the other child. Oh yeah, I guarantee that's the only reason he ended up in juvie is because he did a little bit more bodily harm. Yeah, than he normally would as a normal human child. Oh, completely. Which generally, uh, yeah, ended up in juvie and. Let me see here. Uh, So, yeah. So, he ended up in juvie. That would also lead to him, I believe, killing a man in juvie and ending up in prison for 20 years. Or was it his... Because he was raised by his abusive alcoholic aunt who would call him names like Lizard Boy and Reptilian Freak, which, you know, that's like a $5 word for a for an alcoholic. Right. It's like, writers, can we uh, can we clean it up a little bit with uh, her vocabulary? I don't think she'd know that word. Reptilian Freak, which would lead him to eventually killing her. And this is where things start to get a little confusing with the Redcon, I think. Yeah, one cause... version has him going from juvie straight into jail. For 20 years. And they never really specified when he killed his aunt. So it could have been after he was in jail. So it could have been before. I don't know. It, it didn't. I tried looking at it or looking it up and it didn't really explain when all that happened. And unfortunately, like we are a small podcast. We don't have a lot of money. So I'm a little upset because all the online resources on this character, they don't go into detail. They yada yada a lot of stuff. As a small podcast where we don't have a lot of money, like a lot of this is coming out of our pockets, well, our producer's pockets, <laughs> and that, God bless his soul. But um, the problem is, I also don't have a lot of money because I'm not making any money off this, so I don't have money to just go to a comic book store, walk in, drop a wad of cash, and say, I want all the Killer Crocs. Which ones? All of them. Anything that even references it? Well, maybe not that far. Because, honestly, it reached a point where I'm like, dude, they are just yada yadaing over his stuff. Yeah, they, even looking at the, what amazed me is, like, the official, unofficial DC wiki fandom page. Like, it was so basic and bare. Like, it didn't talk about any of his childhood. It, It didn't, it very briefly talked about parts of his post-crisis and pre-crisis but it would jump immediately to certain events and it seems like it's all over the place too because at one point after he gets out after 20 years he is supposed to have been working at a circus but they kind of yada yada over that they're like yeah he was in uh, jail 20 years then he killed some people and ended up in gotham i'm like i'm sorry can you can we back up a little bit there's uh there's some stuff you skipped there so i will bring up some of the stuff that they i could not find i had to i had to look up literal comic like sections of the comic from what I can find. He worked in a circus wrestling alligators for a while as a sideshow. Irony. Where, yep, <laughs> they, he was the human croc. 
And he would end up, uh, basically his boss shorted him the agreed upon money. And his boss was like, what are you going to do? You can't get a job anywhere in that look at you. So he bit his hand off. Because, you know, that's reasonable. Yeah, it's kind of like that that comic of, uh, or that, that joke. Why would you have to stab him? You weren't there. You didn't hear what he said. Well, what did he say? What are you going to do, stab me? Okay, fair. <laughs> that, that's all I imagine with that. I was like, what are you going to do? I'll just bite your hand off. Exactly. <laughs> That always cracks like, me up. You're pissing off a dude who looks like a walking alligator. I would not. I would not call that bluff. Also, you know, like this is a, like from what it implied, he'd been working there a while, so the boss should probably have heard about some of his temper tantrums or witnessed some of them. Yeah, like I don't care how much of a businessman you are, even Lex Luthor wouldn't be dumb enough to be snotty to this guy that close. Oh, God, no. Like, Lex Luthor definitely would, but it would definitely be behind a reinforced glass wall. Oh, yeah, because he's really smart when he's yeah. going to piss off of someone stronger than him. Yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying, you know, bad business right there. Let's uh, anger the guy who can literally rip you in half. Which, uh, let's see here. So after he does that, he um, he actually, you know, just so many goals, so so little brain. He, uh, that's when he would leave in one, this, like I said, this is where things kind of get confusing with the red cons and the crisis pre post, all that stuff. But eventually after all this chaos, we've just mentioned, he does go to Gotham, which from the information I found, he was originally going to Gotham literally to become a, um, crime kingpin. I mean, that seems to be the reason majority of these villains go to Gotham. Which you gotta wonder Which, at a certain point. You're like, dude, do you do you not know about Batman? Well, not even just Batman, but you gotta think about how many villains work in Gotham. That's the other thing. Like, like I hear turf wars break out all the time in Gotham because of that. Well, I mean that, and I, I couldn't imagine the number of goons you can acquire is gonna be too high. True. Because yeah. Everybody else is trying to get the same amount of goons. Like, which, why would you go to Gotham? Pick another city. Which I don't think it would have been high because I saw the panel where he. First robs a bank, immediately gets caught by Batman, the police, and gets thrown in jail again. But he only has two henchmen. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like that is a very accurate representation of, oh, yeah, let's go to Gotham and be a crime boss where there's already half a dozen or more crime lords. <laughs> right. I, post, I posted on, um, on Stooges R Us, I've only had two applicants. So, we're going to do this, guys. And, uh... Oh, I'm not I'm not counting on us being successful with just the two of you. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Also, I just find it funny because he wants to be taken seriously as a crime boss. He generally... Killer Croc is a great example of a character who isn't... I wouldn't call him dumb. He knows what he's about. But he has aspirations for a level that he's not ready for. Like, he's not intelligent enough to be a kingpin-level character. But he's also not stupid. Like, some of the characters will treat him like he's just a monstrous moron when he is, like, he's not just an animal. And he does kind of play it off that way sometimes, I think, on purpose to lure people. And when he does get angry, he goes into a rage, but that's because of the reptilian genes. He does have a higher lizard brain than he does a... It's that mandula oblongata. (laughs) (laughs) I thought I I was angry. (laughs) My mommy said, uh, you're angry because you got all them teeth. 
that gives you angry because they have all them teeth but no toothbrush to brush them with. <laughs> I'm so glad that went where it went. That's what I was trying for. Yeah. <laughs> Worth it. Okay. All I could think of when you started saying he was you know, an angry gator, I'm like, <laughs> I forgot. We yell, it was the uh, dual oblongata. <laughs> okay. <laughs> back to serious, the, or back to the podcast. Um, oh, yeah. After. You know, getting out of jail or breaking out of, assumingly, like, yep. you know, they all do. Uh, he kind of becomes a pseudo ruler of the Gotham sewer system, which is actually interesting because I have, I actually did see, I have seen some panels of those comics in the past, and it seems very much like he kind of, like he runs his own town in the sewers. Like there are people he literally protects, people that come to him. He has become a I'd say less of a kingpin, more of a um, like a protector of wayward souls. Yeah, I can see that. Because generally, most of the people that end up in the sewers with him are just people that society has shunned, mostly homeless. Like he's not getting you know, anybody. Nobody's coming there looking to work for Killer Croc. They're coming there because they have nowhere else to go. Which says a lot about Gotham. Really does. Like, you know, Batman, I get you want to play hero, but you could probably fix a lot of this with one, getting the code up to OSHA, you know, so less bars and less chemical baths. Two, I don't know, maybe do something about the homeless problem. You got the money. But yeah, I digress. <laughs> uh, eventually, yep, uh, sewer system. Uh, guess we'll, uh, let's go into some fun facts here. Uh, so, one of the kind of cool fun facts, um, originally he was depicted as the killer to Jason uh, Jason Todd's parents, you know, the, the second Robin, um, which was later retconned when they made Two-Face their murderer. But it was kind of cool to see that he had a little bit bigger of a part at one point that's than little, he really does now. That's pretty cool. If I'm not mistaken, that was, um, they changed that during the crisis event, if, correct? Most likely. I mean, they, that's, that was kind of when they did a lot of the retcons was that first crisis. Which makes sense. It's a perfect, it's a perfect story hook to change everything. Also, another fun fact, because um, later on he does become way more reptilian. Like when he first starts out, the guy's only like about probably about 6'5", I'd say. But in a lot of more recent depictions, he's like seven foot, just this hulking, just gator man. Yeah, he is a hulking monster now. Which actually found out why. That is because when Bane broke both of his arms, because they were another yada yada thing we found. Bane and Batman were fighting. Nope. and or It was Croc and Batman were fighting. Um, Batman got distracted by Bane. And then it kind of skipped the whole section of that, and then it went into um, Bane and Croc getting into a fight, which led to Bane breaking his arms. Yeah, they, they, oh, they really brushed they, over a lot of that event. They did. I think the closest I could find to it was a clip from the uh, animated series where they decided to throw that scene in and that story plot in. I make, it's a good plot. Which I don't even remember why Bane was there, because Bane definitely breaks through a wall to fight them. And then in the animated series, he just drowns Killer Croc instead of breaking his arms in the animated series. 
He just more waterboards the heck out of him, just like, bam, bam, are you done? I, I feel like for a cartoon, that is so much worse. A little bit. A l- <laughs> Something that was meant for kids, yes, breaking arms is not great either, but trying to drown a person, <laughs> yeah, that is so much worse. I'm just thinking about, I'm like, I'm like, that had to be a rough meeting in the boardroom. They're like, so... In the comic, he breaks his arms like that's too brutal. We can't can't have that much blood and gore. What do you suggest? Drowning? Forceful drowning? Forceful drowning? Yes, let's go with that. Uh, Yeah. That's a great that was a great choice. But apparently that's actually where uh, after he broke his arms, that's what made him more animalistic is it did because technically his um the birth defect he has activated a metagene in him. So he is actually considered a metahuman. But because that metagene involves healing, it sent the rest of his body kind of into overdrive, and the lizard part took over even more. So made him stronger, made him more powerful, made him more animalistic, and he did lose a lot of his humanity. But he's... For a guy who's lost his humanity, he's actually probably... He's even made friends with anti-heroes. Because he's not even really... Like, he is a villain. Don't get me wrong. This character is definitely... He's just not as much of a villain as he could be. Yeah. Like, he even uh, he even gives Red Arrow, I believe, uh, Arsenal. He yeah. actually gives him uh, drug advice. Wait, was it Arsenal? Which one of the arrows ended up on meth? Pretty sure it was Arsenal. Because I know they kind of played with that in the Arrow TV show. No, 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 because it was the first one that uh, that was like they kind of hint at his drug problem. Because Arsenal's the one missing the arm. Technically, that was their version of Arsenal. Because oh, no, no, no. he, he comes back. So no, in the Arrow show, that was. Oh, I haven't seen the. Sh- I haven't seen the show. I thought we were talking about. Uh, no, I'm, we're... no, I'm talking about like the Arrowverse TV show. The DC, the. Ooh, have not watched it, so do. But <laughs> so... they do kind of hint at it being. So I, I would put money on it being Arsenal. Because they kind of played their version of Arsenal in the show okay, as Roy Harper. He, I'm down to go with Arsenal, and uh, we'll just throw this out there. Fans, if we were wrong on this, interact, correct us. We will, change, we will make changes. We will do better. But yeah, he actually gives him advice going through rehab. He even, I think, becomes friends with Red Hood at one point. That doesn't surprise me. That completely doesn't surprise me. Knowing Red Hood, he'd be friends with a lot of them. Yeah, he was friends with... Uh, no, we're getting off top. <laughs> I caught it that time. <laughs> to be honest, the only person I can see him not, obviously not being friends with is Joker. Yeah. But the rest of them, I could totally see. <laughs> and even, uh, there are even some versions where, um, where Batman will kind of leave Killer Croc to his own thing. I mean, Batman's kind of known for that. If he's not really causing a disturbance or causing harm or doing bad, yeah. I mean, come on, he's he's kind of left Harley to her thing. Harley, too. there's even versions I love in the uh, new Batman animated movie with Jensen Ackles playing him. There's actually a scene where uh, he saves a guy from Grundy and just lets Grundy go back into the sewers. Yeah. So the fact that he did that to Croc is. Not really surprised. Yeah, it really isn't. It's more of par for the course at this point. Most of the time when Batman has an interaction with Killer Croc, it's because Killer Croc actually did do something and needs to pay for the crime. Yep. But generally, Killer Croc's known that if you just leave him alone, let him stay in his sewers, he's fairly harmless. 
as long as you're not in there with him. Right. Because <laughs> I, uh, like I said, there's very little information on this character, on his fan page, on his wiki page, on a lot of pages. I don't know entirely what he's up to now, as far as like now that the metagene's kind of take gone rampant on him i don't know if he still protects people if he still has that city thing going on i'm I know sure he probably does because i'm sure he's got enough of his humanity left to keep him down there and keep him protecting his i mean at that point even as an animalistic that's his turf and those are true his people are i don't really know how to word that those are They're his like, baby. It's kind of like his family, but his it's not. baby Crocs that uh, you know, his baby Crocs and his mother Croc. Yeah, only... so I feel like even being more animalistic, that would cause him honestly probably to protect them more. I could see that actually. That makes sense. Honestly, now, dude, the pile just keeps growing of comics we need to buy at some point. Oh uh, yeah, it's gonna pile as we continue the show with every episode. I'm hoping to cut the pile down if I get money at some point. I'd like to buy some of these comics. So, uh, but that's, uh, let's go into his powers and abilities now. So, thanks to, you know, his uh, animalistic genes, he has several extraordinary physical abilities uh, relating to endurance, speed, strength, uh, making him able to lift up to two tons. Which there was... I don't, it didn't, I don't think it said what comic it was in, but I guess there was an example where he was actually able to tear a bank vault door off its hinges with minimal effort. Holy cow. And, uh, yeah, for anybody listening, just remember, that's the dude who Bane broke his arms. Yeah, just imagine that. <laughs> yeah. Granted, Bane actually knows how to fight strategically, but uh, still, like, impress a monster and, like that. And, you know, Bane's a powerhouse on his own rights, but... True. But yeah, no, uh, dang, like, wow, that's that's insanely impressive. Okay, uh, he has uh, demonstrated re- every time, man. He's got regenerative powers allowing him to heal and restore lost limbs and teeth, which you know the whole lizard thing makes sense. Makes sense, but <laughs> it's just we. Even now that we're touching the villains, we still can't get away from the regenerative abilities. If they have powers, they have regenerative. It That just seems to be a fact. Yeah. Which I still, I argue, I argue why. Like, this character makes the most sense, because he's basically DC's version of the lizard. Yeah. So, I mean, it made total sense what he's got. is just, can y'all come up with another power, please? Right. Stop using this one. I mean, I get it. I feel like this is that power that you just kind of throw, slap on everything, kind of like when you're making your characters in a game. Every There's that one thing that kind of just goes across for everybody that you don't even think about. It's a regenerative health from video games. Yeah, That's babe, what it is. That's literally, oh my God, that's a perfect <laughs> comparison. That's entirely what it is. Okay, um, what kind else of we a, a fun power that apparently he can do is he can see through his crocodile eyelids. Oh, which I like thought a real really, crocodile. Which I thought was kind of cool and interesting. That's awesome. I didn't know he had real crocodile eyes. Fun fact, real crocodiles have that. <laughs> Just in case there's some listeners that don't that didn't spend their youth watching every Steve Irwin episode. <laughs> okay, so Killer Croc also has an enhanced sense of smell. Once he has become familiar with a person's scent, he can track them for miles away. Which also kind of makes sense with the alligator thing. Granted, theirs is more of a 
nerve elect uh they can pick up on more static electricity is how they i feel like this is just showing his animalistic ability in general like his his being animalistic is you know hey he can has this enhanced smell just like animals do and it totally makes sense especially considering even though he has more of the reptilian thing is the thing he still also is technically part mammal yeah so the smell would come in there because having the electrosensors on the face would arguably just be a hindrance oh yeah like batman literally would just have to clap in his face and he'd lose his mind That'd be the most anticlimactic way to beat your villain. As anticlimactic as telling the uh, Hulk a knock-knock joke? Like, yeah. Wow, this is a short one. There was not yeah, a lot did, on this character. He really didn't have... I mean, all of his stuff, and it's one that we didn't have to go in detail of because it is... A lot of his stuff is enhanced being an animal, or part animals. It enhances his abilities and his physical attributes and to argue, that extent. And arguably, like, everything we've even really touched on, they're mostly... Like, we touched on heavily on his, like, his story and that, but, like, as far as his impact on the Mar- or on the DC universe, it's not really that big or that great, like, grandiose. Like, he's an interesting character. He's just, you know, he's not he's affecting small, the timeline. He's just a small character. Yeah. Interesting, cool in his own right, like, very uh, multifaceted. Like, clearly, you know, he's not just an animal. He shows compassion. He's got emotions. He's got feelings. He's a multifaceted character. He's just, there's so little on him, which now that I've researched him, I'm a little disappointed there isn't more. Right. Especially for someone who's a villain, but they kind of show the more humanistic side of him. Yeah. Like, uh, didn't, heck, didn't, wasn't he in a relationship with, um, oh, who oh was yeah, that's right. Cause I even looked, I saw that at the beginning. Uh, he had a relationship with Enchantress, which, which kind of makes I sense. I looked nothing into, which I should have. Uh, probably, we probably both should have gone more into that one. Uh, but it kind of makes sense. Enchantress doesn't seem like she's really caring about her partner's look. She's literally kind of a god. I mean, that, and depending on the depiction you go of her, she ain't exactly got the looks either. True, true. And her being very volatile and angry. Like, honestly, they actually probably would make a solid couple. Oh, yeah. We might have to look into that and bring that up in a later episode. Well, maybe we'll have to find one, do an episode on her so we can bring it back up. I'd be down. Heck yeah. Um, that's for fu- the future. I don't know. Maybe vote, comment. If you comment, maybe we might do it. Uh, let's uh, moving on. Uh, let's go into his appearances. Okay, so as far as uh, appearances, we got his TV appearances. We got Batman the Animated Series. We got the new Batman Adventures. We got Batman Beyond, Batman, Batman the Brave and the Bold. Beware the Batman and DC Universe Harlequin. And there was also, I didn't add it in, but also the DC Girl Squad or whatever it was. Oh, yeah. Wow. We just talked about it and I already forgot what it was. Literally give me one second. DC Superhero Girls. That was pretty close. Which... Out of all the all these make sense. All these ones that we have here make sense. The DC Superhero Girls one is the one that makes the least amount of sense. I, I think that's why I didn't actually end up adding it. Because it, it made no sense why he's in that kind of show. It's kind of weird to me because mm. it's not that he doesn't deserve more. Like, honestly, it's good that he's getting more. But out of all the characters, none of the female characters in that show, I think, have really any except for you know Batgirl 
is adjacent to Batman and I guess through the laws of transitional properties, I'm using words that I am clearly not educated enough to use, that that makes sense. Yeah, we'll, we'll go with that because that's the only thing that makes sense. But uh, yeah, no, he actually plays a pretty good character in the Harley Quinn show. And my favorite version of him, even though it's the least animalistic, had to be the animated series, Batman. Yeah, kind of his first cartoons showing was definitely the best. First, and it also, like, dude, that show did not skip out on the emotional heartbreak with the villains. That just didn't skip out on the emotional heartbreak at all. Yeah, that, that, that show introduced a lot of children to the concept of trauma without straight up telling us that, like, hey, by the way, you might feel this way someday. And we're giving you a guide on how to handle it. Yeah, so a guide, let's go dress up <laughs> as a bat and beat people up. I mean, isn't that kind of what some of us do? <laughs> Some, yes. Like we, cos- <laughs> we have cosplay, have MMA. Like, at this point, I'm waiting to go to a Renaissance festival. I swear there's going to be a dude in bat armor. Dude. Let's do it. Yes. <laughs> I am the bat knight. Okay. Right. Speaking Moving of knight. So, so, speaking of knight, um, his movies, he's got Batham Gotham Knight, uh, Son of Batman, Batman Unlimited Animal Instinct. Batman Unlimited, Mechs vs. Mutants, the Lego Batman movie, and Lego DC Superheroes, The Flash. Which I didn't even know that one was a thing. I thought the only real Lego hero movie was Lego Batman. Yeah, I, uh, gonna be be honest with you, I didn't know that was a thing either. Um, I might have to look that up. So, uh, yeah, don't have my, uh, actually, I believe in... I know at one point, I don't remember if I actually ended up watching it or not, but I remember I wanted to watch the Animal Instinct because it, it looked interesting. It looked chaotic. I still have not seen that one. Still, I, I, I don't remember. Again, I don't remember if I've actually seen it or not, but I, the one thing that made me hesitant was the art style. The art style. It was very well, childish. It was already an abstract concept Yeah, about turning everybody into animal hybrids. And the art style they picked, granted, kind of goes with it, but kind of is deterrent because you're like, okay, you're already asking me to believe a very cartoonish thing. Can we not have cartoonish animals? Like, like or beyond drawing? cartoonish drawing style? Like, I would t- I would have probably watched it if it had a more serious tone to it. Hell, if it had what is the normal Batman movie draw- art style, I'd totally watch it like in a heartbeat. Oh, heck yeah. Which actually, Son of the Bat is... Uh, when uh, is one of the times that Killer Croc is depicted with a tail. Yeah, we talked about that one a little bit earlier. Yep, so that's the one. Sorry. Uh, so we got also, let's go into some video games. Uh, Lego Batman games, Lego DC Supervillain. And I know, I know, another one in the Legos. However, we've realized that it is Marvel characters that are in every single, that can be found in Every Marvel character can be found in a Lego game. DC was less for uh, forthcoming with playing their characters into that. Seems weird. So yeah, we got uh, Lego DC supervillains, which I did not know that was a thing. I kind of forgot it was because it wasn't as big as like the Lego Batman movies because or the Lego Batman games because they made three of those. Yeah, I remember the they, third one was the one that had most of the 
hero cast and villain cast, but yeah, I kind of forgot that the supervillain one existed, to be honest. Yeah, I did not know about that. And uh, here's another one. He is in, is he legitimately in all the Arkham's? Yep. Oh, just, just like the Batman games, he is in all the entire series as a, a cameo and an appearance. And... Huh, I did not know that. I know he shows up in two of them. Or wait, wait, he shows them in one. Yeah, he yeah I missed that mission. Possibly. When I move in, I'm gonna have to go back and play that game. <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, appears in Batman Dark uh, Dark Tomorrow, uh, DC Universe Online, both Injustice games. What? Yeah, the first one. I want to say it was only an actual play- playable character in the second. Uh, he was playable in one, but not the other. But he okay. appeared in both. I do not have the second, so it's probably the second one because I have almost all the DLCs for the first one, and yeah, he's not an option to buy. So, so might have been the second. Yeah, might have been the second. He might have just been a cameo in the first one then. And I don't remember what it said, but yeah, he he at least appeared in it. Okay, in cool. some form. And as a DLC skin for uh, Baraka. Oh, what uh, Mortal Kombat 11. That's cool. Yeah, that was one. I was like, that's not really an appearance, but it's cool enough to add. Yeah, that's cool enough to add. Also, you know, I feel like that character, if we had to pick a skin to give him to somebody, that Baraka would be the oh, one. Oh, yeah. And that, you know, very animalistic. And also part dragon. So, yeah. Fun fact on a different character that we have that we have talked nothing about this whole time. Um, book. What books? Hmm. Yep. Um... Apparently, he, appear, he also appears in a novel, Batman Nightfall and Beyond, which is uh, largely based on that comic storyline, which I do not know really either of those. Yeah, nope, I, I knew nothing of them. So, book I'm putting onto the pile now. Cool. Another one. Another one. And um, uh, that's, that's kind of it. Uh, this one's been a short one. Uh if I ever buy the comics and find out way more information, I might do. We might do a recap episode way in the future. But for now, this is what we got. And uh, Joker, what do you think? You a fan? You know, for as small of a, as a character as he is, and what little we really know about him, I, I definitely am. I like the concept of him. He's a fun guy to to watch and see his interactions with the universe and. Not necessarily be a villain, even though he is a villain. Like, he definitely has villain intents, but nothing. Like, him he harming... He follow him all the time. Yeah, harming people isn't his main intent. That just comes out of a uh, short temper and fuse. But, yeah, no. I'm a fan. Multifaceted character. Even though he's a small one, he makes an impact. Yeah. Yeah. For anyone that's still listening, you got something out of this? Enjoyed the episode? Or even like the character before from a movie, comic, cartoon, hell, even that t-shirt that you saw one time. You're a fan too. If you want to jump on this train, why not subscribe and share with a friend? Dick Rail out. Y'all keep riding them rails. <laughs>